Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hello and welcome to Soulful Valley, the podcast for people who want to improve their quality of life through caring about their mental, emotional and spiritual well-being. I'm your host, Katie Carey, and I will be sharing wisdom and ideas from myself and some expert authors, coaches and energy healers that could be just what you need to hear to transform your life today. Sarah is many things. Only one of them is a mother. She is also a collector of kitsch knitwear, a sourdough addict, a bird whisperer. Her daughter doesn't believe her. A late night Netflix viewer and a somewhat regretful border collie owner. She wanted a lurcher. Her children have brought out not only the very best of her, but her realist self. The self that shows up authentically, lives joyfully, walks barefoot and sings loudly. It is in that spirit that she co-founded the Partnership Parenting Movement and seeks to bring that same sense of connection and playfulness to other families. She supports parents in undertaking the inner work required to live in freedom with their children and advocates for self-directed learning and life without school and runs group programmes that help others live in freedom. Sarah is a writer and a thinker and has recently contributed to other soul-aligned projects. Hello, Sarah. Welcome to Soulful Valley. Hi, Katie. Thank you so much. You're welcome. It's great to meet you, finally. We're uh, co-authoring this book together, Intuitive Knowing Her Truth, which I think we're all excited about. Are you excited about this? Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Would you like to share with our audience a bit about your chapter and why you wanted to share the story that you are sharing? So my chapter uh, is reflective of my life and all of the big lessons I've learned, which is through my children. Like, like most women, I think, uh, we, you know, we prepare a lot for birth. We imagine elements of motherhood, but the details are pretty sketchy before it actually happens. That's certainly my experience anyway. Like, you know, I knew I wanted to be a mum. I didn't really know what that meant. Uh, I... I spent so much time and probably money to preparing for the birth. I could kind of almost imagine that part, but really the rest of it was like a blank. So mm. when the the actual babies came, uh, I had no bloody idea what I was doing. But of course, tried to find out by reading books, you know, called How to Be an Amazing Mum. And I tried to, you know, emulate the steps in the books, you know, because mm. that's what these books sell us, right? The, the mm. program to to be the most amazing mum. And uh, it turns out that my children had not read those same books and seemed to be on this like mission uh, to prove that the books were actually a crock of shit. It took me a while. It took me, 
I've got four children, but it took me three children, actually. Yeah. My, third ch- my third child, um, his gift really for me uh, in, in his birth and in his life was to just like wake me the hell up. And, uh, and I did go on to have another child who I, I wouldn't have thought I could, there was anything left to, any more work left to do after my third child. But anyway, fourth child, next level. Um, and continues to be. But but the point is that what I had done is what I think many mothers do and, and all humans really is outsource our wisdom to experts, to books, to other parents, um, to, you know, morning TV shows. And uh, we forget that we've got the wisdom inside of us, like we're born with it. Mm. But through a series of you know, pretty strong programs that start running from from the moment we're born, and actually before that, really. You know, while we're while we're in utero, our mum is busy outsourcing her wisdom to doctors and midwives and grandparents and people that have also outsourced their wisdom. So, like, there's this really deep generational programming that says you don't know what you're doing. You need to ask somebody else who's an expert. Yeah, and an expert could be an actual supposed you know, academically qualified expert, uh, or it could be our mum, or it could be our next door neighbour, or it could be somebody across the road whose life we admire from afar. I mean, anyone but ourselves, right? Like we're constantly on the lookout. I remember being a new mum and just constantly looking at other mums. So I was outsourcing my knowledge to people I didn't even know. Like I would just be looking at someone and think, you know, something about their life looked cool or they had a nice pram or their child was really well behaved or their child was eating better food than my child or their child wasn't using an iPad at the cafe, whatever. You know, all these little things that that we look to because we don't trust ourselves. So my the chapter in the book is really about that part of my life where I realised through my children that humans have innate wisdom and our children know it. So they're born and they they know it immediately. And if we're not careful and we're not mindful, we start to erode their wisdom immediately. Mm. You know, like we stop, we don't attend to their cries or we second guess our response or we don't listen when they're telling us they don't like something. You know, when you're pregnant and, mm. in, and I don't know if you guys have had ultrasounds in pregnancy, but my first two pregnancies, I did have some ultrasounds. Uh, or, or even those little, um, you know, the Doppler that the midwife might use when they're yeah. listening to the heartbeat. My babies did not like those things. They would move away. They were like, nana. But it, again, it took me to my third baby to go, oh, we don't need that. My babies don't like it. They've, they've told me previously that they don't want it. But it, it took me a while. So they tell us in utero. Already they're, they're living in their autonomy in utero. Mm. And we don't listen to them. We listen to these experts that tell us they know better than our babies and ourselves. And uh, so, you know, that's, that's where it starts. I mean, it starts before, as I said, it starts generations back when our, our mothers did the same. So, you know, we've got a long history, particularly women. Like we have thousands and thousands of years of history of being told we don't know what we're talking about and we don't have any wisdom. And in fact, when we try and express it, you know, we're told we're stupid or crazy or, uh, you know, all the... Like, yeah. Womanness, all, all those innate things that women are that we get told aren't okay to express. That's our wisdom, you know, and it keeps on knocking until we listen. That's fascinating. All of my children. Sorry, have, I tend to, have, no, that's great. All of my children have, all, have grown up now. 
Well, no, okay, you're passionate you... about it and it's important. <laughs> <isn't> it? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I know exactly like... what you're talking about. Yeah. I've, I've had yeah. three children. They've all grown up now. And now I'm watching my grandchildren. And the, ba- there's, the baby is about to turn one, who I haven't had a lot of contact with because of lockdown. And then yeah. we've got uh, my three-year-old granddaughter. And they are just so incredible they're just such incredible little human beings and and I see them in a totally different way than I saw my own children so and and that's because I was I'd had a really difficult childhood myself and I was modeling everything I was looking at everybody else because I didn't know how to parent properly because because mine was the way I parented was I did it the opposite to my parents hoping for the best I think I'm a lot older than you, I think. I'm, I'm 52 now, so I wasn't connected to any particularly wise people either. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't helpful. So it's great to it's great to hear that. And how is how is all of this wisdom that you've got now reflecting in the work that you're doing? So I show other parents how to trust their children, essentially. I mean, it might sound a bit more complicated that when I talk about what I do online, but that's really what it is, like trusting our children in their innate humanness. And the reason that's hard for parents is because we haven't been brought up that way. We haven't been brought up to trust our own wisdom. And so our children present this opportunity to us to like unlearn all of that programming. Mm. and. And, and just tap into what we actually already know that our children are, t- are trying to tell us about. So on a, on a practical level, I work with parents who want to live in partnership with their children. So, you know, challenging that authoritarian model of parenting mm-hmm. where the, the parent says what to do and the kid does it. But in doing that, all of our stuff comes up to the surface, all of the fears, all of the I'm not good enough, all of the... I don't know what to do. I don't know who I am. What kind of parent am I? What kind of woman am I? You know, I, I, you know, trauma that we've suffered as children and not even big trauma necessarily, but, you know, a time when you were 12 years old where your mum perhaps chose not to show you a kindness that she could have. Mm. And, you know, you store that. And then all of the other times that people don't show you a kindness, it all just gets like put on top and put on top and put on top. So, you know, then when our 12 year old is demanding something of us, we're like, oh, I don't, I can't, you know, I don't know how to do it. I can't do it. They're being demanding. They're being annoying. Why can't they do it themselves? Mm. Um, they're showing me attitude that, you know, all of the stuff that, that we think about teenagers. And so there's this opportunity to parent our parent our 12 year old selves actually go back to yeah. remembering what it was like to being 12 and and healing ourselves through parenting our children so that's a large part of what I um, help parents do and I'm still doing it myself like this is this is like a whole life's work ahead of me because I'm sure it's not going to um it's it, not it doesn't stop. end it doesn't end because as a parent you're still there now mine are all in their 20s you're still there trying to be uh, I didn't uh, know any of this I didn't learn um, or study mindfulness until mine had all grown up mine were two of mine were at university and one of them was already he'd moved out when he was 18 so none of this came to my world until they were all grown up so now I'm I've re-educated myself and I'm showing up in the world in a different way for them but it's 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 showing in them as well it's showing up in in how they are now so it's it's yeah. never too late thankfully so if you think it is too late, never it's too late. Not. no it's never no and, and then I think as know, a parent of... it's it's letting go of all the guilt and the shame that we've held 
because even a few weeks ago my son said to me mum you've got mum you've still got some mum guilt <laughs> oh that's interesting he picked it up he picked it up he's a teacher now so he's a teacher in primary school and he's uh very positive and growth he's got a really great growth mindset so now he's picking me up on on the bits that I've missed which is great because we're as a family now we're all bouncing off of each other so no it's not too late but it's great if you can start to if you've got this wisdom when your children are young isn't it that that you do you do have it all within you and it's already there we've already got the knowledge and the wisdom and seeking it outside there is uh it's just painful, isn't it? Yeah, it's well, I mean, it's, 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 yeah, it's fraught with um, it's fraught with danger, really, because mm. we hand over our our autonomy to we we we, we hand over our freedom. We forget that we're free, mm. that we're sovereign beings, and we're tricked into thinking by government, by society, that we're selfish if we want to live in freedom. So it's really about completely flipping flipping this. And it's a big part of how I, I live with my children and my husband as well and how I want to help other parents is to recognise that our children, when they're young, are learning all about themselves. And we often look at children doing that and we find it irritating and inconvenient because it takes them about four hours to find their shoes and they want that particular bowl and then they want this breakfast even though you made them the other one and, you know, all of that stuff. That's them learning about themselves and we try to stop them from learning about themselves because we want them to appear, appear outwardly as human beings that care about the world. And we want them to share the swing in the park and we want them to say please and thank you to the ice cream man. And we want them to hug their grandma when she asks and all of that stuff. Um, but we train them out of their autonomy because we think it's selfish, but actually it's so vital that in those early years, they're sitting in themselves because that's where they're learning about how they operate in the world and mm -hmm. how everything else out there, how they relate to everything else out there. And then as we grow, you know, teenagers are really starting to push, push limits. And, mm -hmm. and we see that as parents, and that can be really frustrating and a bit scary, I guess. But um, often that's happening because they've not had those years, those early mm -hmm. years of being able to actually sit in themselves, which is what they need to do. Um, and and so because we're, you know, and we're worried about what other parents think, you know, if our kid is the one not saying please and thank you or whatever, yeah. um, we're worried about what other people are thinking about our parenting. And so we parent our children for other people's convenience as well, which makes absolutely yeah. no sense. Yeah. Um, and so it just, it just feeds into this idea that to be sovereign and autonomous is selfish. But actually, when you grow up in freedom, you're learning about how you affect everything else around you. You're learning about community you're learning about how what you do affects other people. You're learning about how to, you know, live with other people and give and receive with other people. So that's the opposite of selfish, actually. It's the perfect mm -hmm. way to care for the world because that's actually what we're supposed to do as human beings. Like, that's that's how we are. We're like animals born to be living in that way. I could go on and on. No, thanks, Sarah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> now you've got me started. <laughs> I'm so fired up today. <laughs> we're all excited because we're we're all actually in the in, sitting in a Zoom room here. Uh, four I think of us so. all it's together. that energy. We're all excited. Isn't that amazing. Getting, getting nearer to the book launch. Yeah. How yeah. do you, how do you feel about the book launch? That was uh, one of my questions I wanted to ask anyway. 
I'm I'm really excited because uh, I, and I I think I actually talk about this in my chapter, but I know Bridget through another group that we're in together, and I didn't really know her well at all. Like she's from Australia and I'm from Australia, but I'm not in Australia at the moment. And we've got some shared networks, so I would see her floating around the place. But I didn't really know her well. But I'd started to know her a little bit from this, this other group. And then one day, I woke up with a very strong feeling that I was going to message her and ask her if she still had a place in her book. Mm. And I knew she was going to say yes. And I'd literally never thought about this book before. I don't think I even knew what it was called. Um, and so I messaged her as soon as I woke up. And she said, yes, of course, I knew she was going to, because that's what I got told in the night. And uh, and then I started to find out what it actually meant. But I just had this very strong sense that this was going to happen. Uh, and I I didn't I didn't really, um, I mean, I was aware of multi-author books because lots of people in my networks are in them at the moment. I mean, they're just an amazing way to connect with other women. Um, and I don't know if there's any around for blokes, but all of the ones that I'm aware of are for women. And it's been a really important catalyst for me to start really speaking openly about the stuff that I believe. And, you know, again, you know, women are told to be quiet. We're told that our words don't make any sense. We're told constantly, you know, not always explicitly, but just by the structures of our society that mm -hmm. we that we live in, um, that we have to hold ourselves in. We might offend someone. We might hurt someone's feelings. And that's certainly what I used to do. I used to not say stuff because I thought it might make somebody else feel bad. Um, and you know what? I, I'm probably still making people feel bad, but that's not my problem um, because by speaking my truth, I'm also making a lot of other people feel good because it's giving yeah. them confidence to stand up and say what's in their hearts. So um, this book has meant for me that I've just um, reached that next level of like not giving a fuckness, you know, that's where I've got to. I'm like, no one, I don't care what people say um, because I'm connecting with so many women now through speaking up and standing up together. That's the thing too, like amplifies our voices because we're doing it together. Yeah. And, you know, even sitting in this Zoom room with like four women, yeah, we've never exciting. met. No. But I feel like I know you guys already and I can feel your energy. That's like magic, right? It is, and that's what it? we are. That's what women are. I know. So this is like, <laughs> yeah, stepping into our magic. And uh, it feels like magic. Like every day I, I was just talking to my husband before, like, because I want the same thing for him, right? I want him to wake up every day and be going like, oh, it's going to happen today, like a kid. Mm. That's what, you know, I feel like a kid. That's how my kids wake up every day. Like, oh, what are we, what's going to happen? Even mm. though we're just at home every day. <laughs> but they're still like excited about the day. And um, I want everyone to feel like that, especially women. Thank you. Where can our listeners find you, Sarah? They can find me on my website, which is called, and I always get this wrong, it's called partnershipparenting.com. <laughs> I literally can never remember what it's called. Partnershipparenting.com. It will be in the show notes. So if that happens to yeah, be wrong, I'll, I'll, make sure, I'll make sure the right one's in the show notes. I don't know why I find it so hard to remember, but I've, I have got a Facebook group and that's easy to remember. That's the Partnership Parenting Movement. Great. So go and check that out if that's something that yeah. uh, excites you. Do parenting a bit differently to uh, the way everybody else is trying to tell you to do it. Yep. It's Thank radical. you, Sarah. Oh. Thank Thanks, you for Katie. coming in. Bye for now. It's a pleasure.
Thank you for listening to the Soulful Valley podcast. Hopefully you will have heard something today that helps you feel a little lighter and more connected and aware of who you really are. My aim is to share love, light and wisdom, raise consciousness and ease suffering. If you've enjoyed the show, please subscribe, rate and review and let others know about this podcast if you think that it would help them in any way. You can find me at the Soulful Valley podcast page on Facebook which is linked to my free Facebook support group where I often drop in with an oracle card and share lots of wisdom in many areas. My website is soulfulvalley.com. It should be live very soon. You can also connect with me on Instagram at soulfulvalley. 